we've been hearing the stories about people who have been hospitalized with COVID-19. Stories about painful headaches, severe fatigue, and shortness of breath. We've also been hearing the stories about people who've lost loved ones to the pandemic. Last Friday, Ron Holiday, a native of London, Ontario, died. He was a beloved husband and the dad of triplet teen girls. The local dance community that the girls were involved in rallied to the family's support, drove by their home to offer condolences and gestures of love. One participant noted, what I just witnessed was one of the most painful things I've ever seen. Three beautiful young girls isolated in their home from family and friends, from comfort, from hugs, crying through masks, standing in a window. Do you ever ask yourself, where is God in all this suffering? God, where are you? Today's Bible reading comes from Mark's narrative of Jesus' passion. Jesus is, by now, well along that road of suffering he had previously talked about with his disciples. He has already been betrayed by a friend. He has already been rejected by the religious leaders. He has already been condemned by the Roman governor. All that is left for him to do is to die. But death at the hands of the Romans isn't at all like modern-day executions. I mean, modern-day executions, as brutal as they may be, are intended to hasten death and minimize suffering. People speak of a botched execution whenever there is pain or when a person continues to linger. One person who has witnessed almost 300 executions in her role as a reporter and spokesperson, speaks of modern-day capital punishment in her state as like watching someone going to sleep. Now, I know that some will argue against the assertion that modern-day capital punishment is humane. But no one, no one will argue that crucifixion isn't cruel. Just consider this. The victim was tied or nailed to a large wooden beam and left to hang perhaps for several days until eventual death from exhaustion and asphyxiation. Crucifixion provided a death that was particularly slow, painful, gruesome, humiliating, and public. Not to mention, unlike most of the scenes we see of Jesus, he would have been completely naked, completely exposed. But if that wasn't enough, the soldiers charged with Jesus' crucifixion decided to soften him up first. They dressed him up as royalty. They struck him on the head, mocked him, and spit on him. They were cruel, but they were also efficient. They had Jesus on that cross by nine in the morning. There he continued to be abused by those who passed by, 
by the priests and teachers who stood as witnesses, even by the men who were also being crucified to his left and right. At noon, the sky was filled with darkness. And at 3 p.m., Jesus speaks for the first time in the Gospel of Mark since he stood before Pilate. Jesus cries out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Deserted by his disciples, mocked by all around him, suffering the worst sort of torture that humanity has dreamed up, Jesus laments that he has been forsaken, abandoned by God. Now, those who pay attention to the cross-references in their study Bible will note that these words, repeated twice in Mark, once in English and once in Aramaic, are a direct quote from Psalm 22, a song of lament. Jesus repeats this psalm, this prayer, a clench-fisted prayer that he would have learned as a child in Sabbath school. In this prayer, he speaks about the location of his father. Having been so intimate with the father that he could say, I and the father are one, and if you see me, you see the father. Here at the end, in darkness and dereliction, he is speaking in distinction from his father at some distance. God, where are you? is his prayer. So where is God in all this suffering? The suffering we are witnessing in the current pandemic. The suffering we are experiencing in our own lives. The suffering that we observe in Jesus. Well, here's the miracle. And yes, it is a paradox. God is in the very middle of this suffering. God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, became incarnate in Jesus Christ. In his humanity, Jesus experienced the worst that life could throw at him, even estrangement, abandonment from the Father. But remember that while Jesus became human, Jesus is divine, which means despite this abandonment, real or perceived, in Jesus, God is present in this suffering. In Jesus, God spared himself nothing. In Jesus, God endured the worst that life could throw at him, so that God might always be present with us in the worst that we are experiencing. In 1512, in 1512, the Antonite Order at Eisenheim, a village about 15 miles south of Colmar in France, commissioned two artists to make an altarpiece for their monastic complex. In four years, Nicholas of Hagenau, responsible for the sculpture, and Grunwald, in charge of the painted panels, completed a complex polytic about suffering. 
It unfolds. It has different views that can be seen. Now, this polytic decorated the high altar of the monastery's hospital until the French Revolution. I've heard of this altarpiece a number of times. I mean, the crucifixion scene is notable for having John the Baptist anachronistically standing beside um, Jesus at the crucifixion, watching him and pointing with the very long finger to Christ. This has been held up for seminary students as a good metaphor for preaching, pointing to Christ. But if I had looked a little closer, if I had looked a little closer, I might have noticed that the crucified Jesus looks, well, different than usual. His skin is pockmarked covered with sores. This is not something we read about in Mark's story of Jesus' passion, or any of the other Gospels for that matter. But somehow it all makes sense when you realize that the monastery hospital that this artwork was placed in specialized in the treatment of a particularly painful skin disease. And so the Christ finger in Grunewald's painting is depicted as suffering from these same sores, a sign to the patients that Christ shared in their sufferings. I wonder how Grunewald would depict the same Jesus who suffers with the COVID-19 patients who suffers with those fighting mental illness, who suffers with the stigma of those in poverty, who suffers with those of us struggling with whatever challenge we may be facing today. Where is God in human suffering? He is in the very middle of it. But if you are looking for something more than simple solidarity in your suffering, you should also consider this. The psalm Jesus quotes from the cross that begins by lamenting God's absence ends proclaiming God's salvation. Let me quote a couple verses from it for you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. This we will hear about on Easter Sunday. Thanks be to God. Amen.